Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Each week, you'll hear a message from our lead pastor, Matt Robinson, or another member of the Bethlehem team. We also host a conversation every week where we unpack different facets of Sunday's message. We're so excited about this conversation, and we hope it's a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we are here on this Thursday, right here. And it is Thursday today. Yeah, it is. uh, To have ourselves a conversation. Yep. Uh, We were out last week. We were all at a conference in Florida, and we missed you dearly. Yeah. Um, But here we are. We are back again in the saddle. What a week. Yeah, it was an incredible week. What a week. Yeah, Converge and Unleashed, they just put on a a great conference. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It couldn't have been any better, honestly. Best Unless conference. you were one of the speakers. Oh, um, because the world's best boss would be there <laughs> speaking. I did not do this. He did it. I said, hey, you get the world's best boss mug today. <laughs> I'm nobody's boss, so it fits. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was the conference was unbelievable, though. It was so good. Best conference I've ever been a part of, and that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> best non-IFB conference I've ever been to, and that's one. Man, the only thing that was better than that conference last week was pastor school. <laughs> Specific, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I won't go there. Um, but yeah, it was great. We uh, we, all, we went to the conference and we had uh, some downtime. We went to some of the Disney parks. Yeah. Um, I had all the snacks. I mean, just so many snacks. Karen was all like, about it. I think you, I think you have a problem. <laughs> You or me? <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I was like, let's try that. Let's try that. Like, and I do intermittent fasting for the most part. So, like, when my window opened, it it's was open. It, it was a drive-through window. Open. <laughs> I was like, just every place. I was like, let's get this. I had like probably three of those Mickey head. They're so good. The the chocolate bar. Oh, I thought okay, those. I th- I had that. Um, everything's a Mickey head at Disney. That's true. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. For I mean, too long. the one on a stick, the the chocolate uh, coated vanilla. He's like, boy, I had that mouse head on a stick. Let me tell you, it was great. <laughs> the best it ever. Was, they're delicious, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like it takes a week just to figure out how to do the theme parks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's so true. I feel like we're loaded up. We, we you know, if we go back to this conference. If we go back to this conference next year, we'll... Still burping up Disney snacks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Mike and Karen and, and Chelsea and I, we went to get Dole Whips, and uh, we waited for like 45 minutes. But honestly, if you've never had a Dole Whip, it's worth the wait. So good. And mine was like gone, and Mike was like, wow, you finished that really quick. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> There's So did you go into like Gaston's Tavern? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. No. It was amazing. Yeah. Really? It was so good. And they had this like froth drink that looks like Gaston's beer, right? Uh, but it was like the froth was like marshmallow and apple juice had a baby. Wow. And that was the drink. It it was, I can't even really describe it other than it was a heaven. You know what's amazing <laughs> is that somebody probably makes big money coming up with these Disney snacks. I don't know. And they're like, hey, you know what would be really cool is if you drank something and it was like, you know. Yeah. marshmallows and apples had a baby together an apple juice cloud 
Yeah. That's like literally <laughs> what it was. We're blowing fat clouds, not vapes. <laughs> Drinks at Disney. <laughs> it was so good, though. I mean, and then we had this cinnamon roll because it was like cinnamon rolls, and it was an interesting I almost pattern. got one, but my wife was like, I want to have room for something else, so that's lame. Know, too big. I know, right? Yeah, just yeah. eat it. No offense, babe. Love you. Full on debauchery. Yeah, I yeah. sent it, man. I had, Me I think too. the last day we went to the Ghirardelli thing in Disney Springs. Yeah. And Is that how you say it? Ghirardelli? They actually had a thing on the wall, like it's pronounced Ghirardelli, um, which is funny because mm-hmm. I've always kind of been on the fence of how to pronounce it. To, yeah. Um, but I think I spent like 16 bucks on a Sunday there, <laughs> which and, I never, if you know me, you know. worth it. Yeah. It was so worth good. It? Yeah, yeah. It was like probably, and you know, it's Ghirardelli chocolate. So it was probably like $10 worth of hot fudge in that thing. Oh, man. Um, yes. And if you know me, you know that I do not, I will not spend money on that He's sort of cheap. thing i am so cheap yeah and so when we went i was like you know what i'm just gonna ignore my instincts for you know a couple days and yeah. i'm just gonna send it and i did my <sighs> bank account regrets it uh i do not so yeah it was good it was amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i felt like that conference and disney it was like a perfect pairing yeah, <laughs> yeah it was oh man it was it was great though honestly like the the speakers, um, the breakout sessions, the fellowship, mm-hmm. it was just so good. I've had um, guys, pastors texting me from that conference and just encouraging me. It's just so, so good. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, I look forward great. to getting to know that network more. And, yeah. you know, it was it was just really fantastic. Yep. Probably the best network ever. Second only to Cartoon Network. Probably the best <laughs> network out there. The best. Um, it's the best. How did he how did he make his way back in here? Oh, man, he guy. always finds a way. That guy. He always finds he a way. He is the world's best boss. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> just ask him, he'll tell you. Just ask that's not what I say. That's what they tell me. I'm that's the best boss. <laughs> um anyway, so today we are talking about uh boy, we have a double header today. Yeah. Um we're talking about the finale from the book of Ruth, message number four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also talking about we had a, a special guest speaker over the weekend because we all got home from our flights Saturday night at like 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so Michael Crawford came in at the ninth hour. Is it? Or is no, that, he was scheduled. To he preach. was. Well, he was scheduled, <laughs> but it really felt like he came in at the ninth hour and was yeah. like, hey, I got you. Let no, me, it was let me preach. Let me preach the best message you've ever heard in your whole life real quick. And it was. Yeah. Oh, that's him right now. Yes! Stop. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing. Woo! Hey, so uh, we're recording a podcast about your message Sunday. So say hi to the camera. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is hanging up right now. Yeah, this is the Michael Crawford, and he brought an unbelievable message Sunday. Here, just say hi to the people. Hi, peoples. What's up, fam? <laughs> yeah. He called y'all yes. fam. Yeah. Do you do you know that if you understood how amazing that is that Michael Crawford call you called you fam, you would be crying right now. You would you would be oh, crying. Boy. <laughs> wow, it's flowing today, man. Yeah, it is. Well, we just want <laughs> you to know that we love you, and uh, we just were so thankful for that message that you brought. It was timely, helpful, and uh, when are you coming back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. Love you so much. (laughs) All right. Bye. That was oh, great. Oh, man. He was like, are you for real right now? Yeah, <laughs> that was great. I he, loved. Had, he had no idea. He did. That was going to. We, we sprung a call on him, FaceTime, oh. and, 
and he called me back. Can you beat that? Wow, oh my that's goodness. great. Yeah. Wow, let's talk about his message first. Yeah, let's talk about his message first. Uh, so, gosh. Well, yeah, let's jump in here. Okay, so so we are talking about uh, Michael Crawford's message from Sunday. Uh, it was titled, I believe it was titled, uh, The Past, The Bible, and You. Mm. Am I right on Something that? Something like that. Yeah, we, he didn't give us notes. We usually have notes published, so I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. Yeah. Um, but basically, I mean, I, <clears throat> I listen, I, if you haven't listened to the message, please go do so. Right because now. it will literally... I mean, it is perspective that I, I feel like I needed yeah. and not a spin, but just a, and presented in a way that I've never really put together. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a game changer. So if you have not listened to that, it is linked in the description. Um, and we really want you to go listen to that. So please do so. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> the whole idea is what, you know, there, you know, some stories in the Bible that he kind of picked from as far as like how how the past affects people and right. what and what Jesus wants to do yeah. uh, with our past. Yeah. And and to bring out like I think it's the verses that we kind of read over mm-hmm. at some point like talking about Jacob's moment where you know he kind of like spills on Pharaoh. Yeah. Right? It like it just spills out. It's just something that you kind of overlook unless you're focused on that. And so, you know, obviously, you know, the Lord and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit used um, Michael's background to read in, not read into the story, but read through some of those things. Like, and it, it really comes through the text and to see Jacob just kind of like throw it all out there. And then Pharaoh's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then who was the other example? Uh, Jacob. No, uh, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> like Jacob and this. Other, oh, and Jacob. Then, and then, and then Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> yeah. And who's the other one? Joseph. Jacob. Joseph. <laughs> Wasn't there three? I think there was three. Go back and listen to the message, you heathens, if you ain't listened to it yet. Um, we were there live. Yeah, First um, Corinthians. Paul. Paul. Yeah, he, it was. He, oh man, yeah, that was so good. You know, he he talks about Paul bringing up the fact that you just can't run from you know the things that he had done, and so he, you know, God is using your past and redeeming it into your future. Mm-hmm. Is is kind of the perspective yeah. that that I walked away with. Like it's not something your past, what you've gone through. Um, it's not something that, and, and, and here, I think this is why it, maybe it, why it's, and this just hit me in this moment. Hit me. Yeah. Maybe me this so is hard. why it's, it was so <laughs> slap me. <Jeez. laughs> You're done. Maybe, maybe this is why it was so impactful for us. But like, we come from a background that the Lord saved me from that. Mm-hmm. The and Lord, it. it's erased. It's mm-hmm. over. He forgot about it. Right. He's and, got selective memory. <laughs> And I think for us, it was more like, you know, it, it's not about the need is not in erasing that memory. The need is redeeming it. Uh-huh. And that's like yeah. the, the like, like the mind blown aspect of this is when you're saved from a tradition that says the past is gone. And we're not saying that it's not. We're not saying that your past is there to haunt you. But it's the fact that the Lord knows the Lord is using. He's redeeming that. And almost like you know, a quality about yourself that the Lord redeems and uses. It's like that. It's its own thing that the Lord says, look, this is your story. And I didn't, uh, I didn't save you to just, 
transform you into a robot. Like that's a part of who you are. And I'm mm -hmm. going to give that thing purpose. So rather than running from, uh, we are literally uh, Joseph, right? <laughs> the Lord took that which was bad and used it for his good. So the difference between Jacob and Joseph um, it even Paul and Jacob really, you know, is the aspect that that thing is your past. Um, the Bible gives clarity on the Lord redeeming that and using it in your future, in your present and future. Um, so that's really the kind of the, the crux of the message. Yeah, it was so good. And he taught the three people uh, we talked about Joseph, Jacob and or well, Jacob, Joseph, Paul, I guess if you were going in like order. Um, I think it was far. Paul. Well, Paul. For, well, and then I think it was Jacob. depending on how you organize. I'm using the Dewey system. Just okay, the Dewey decimal system. But you know, it really just brings a ton of humanity mm. to biblical characters. Yeah. And I generally I read Genesis a lot, and usually, uh, oh boy, there's my phone. That's there. my wife right now. Every week. Every I've been so good about it though. Yeah. It's been a couple right. weeks. I'm not texting her back right now. <laughs> it's I'm been good. a couple weeks since we've had a podcast. No. <laughs> yeah. Um that's just <laughs> I've been good for exactly it's been a, a week. A couple weeks. Yeah. I'm good. We should put a sign on the TV like days since the last incident, zero. <laughs> and it's good, just gonna Smart. stay there. Smart. Um but anyway, you think about the humanity that is brought to these situations, and I think about Jacob, like I read Genesis a lot. And every time I read that, I just kind of laugh at it yeah. because it is like satirical in a way. Um, but at the same time, like there's some real stuff there. Like he, the first chance he got, he was like, you know what? My years have been few and they have been hard. Yeah. And Michael Crawford made a good point. And he was like, the dude was 130. <laughs> like, his years were not few. They were actually a lot. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it feels like you're, you know, the life is sucked out of you when you're yeah. just living and yeah. trauma and living and stuff. And he proves a good point. Like he, like we all look at this as though it was this magnificent reunion between him and his long lost son. But he was living in the reality that for decades, his other sons, like they tried to kill his favorite son and sold him yeah. into slavery and they yeah. lied to him about it. That's right. And that never came out until right now. And he's in this moment. He still like, can't, he can't move on to the good things because he's still, Right. Like wrapping his brain around decades of conversations mm -hmm. and decades of lies and trauma and hurt. And here mm -hmm. he is. And it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with Joseph, you know, he was, <laughs> he came to a place where he, he forgave his brothers that sold him into slavery. And he's yeah. the, he's really him and Paul are, are the good examples here because Joseph saw the horror of his past, but he allowed God to redeem that. Mm -hmm. He didn't live in it. He wasn't destroyed by it. Um, he prospered through it because he trusted in the Lord. Yeah. And then you think about Paul, I mean, you know, and one of the things that he said really stuck out to me, like, you know, Paul, do you, you know, do you still hear the screams at night of those that you killed? Mm. And I was like, wow, like that's, I've never, you know, out of all the time, all the times that I've heard, you know, the story of Paul and read that line, like I've never really put that whole picture together of what exactly he probably dealt with every day. Yep. Yeah. As he dedicated the latter end of his life to building up the church and reaching people and and having to think about that he he killed and imprisoned women, children, and and men, you know, in the name of what he was doing prior, it was just, yeah, you know, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, and the fact that is it, it's in the same time period, you know, mm -hmm. like he went into that same 
ecosystem that he was trying to destroy. Right. You know, it's just unreal when you think about it from that perspective, like how people received that and mm-hmm. how no doubt there were skeptics and folks that, you know, challenged him on that. And rightfully so. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's a unique perspective. Go and listen to the yeah, message. Go listen to You'll that be joint. Blessed. Yeah. <laughs> go listen. He said that a lot. <laughs> he did say joint a lot and, and I really loved and it. And we thought it was great. Yeah. I say yeah. it ironically all the time and he yeah. was just saying it for real and I was like, you're my hero. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go listen to that and yep. allow God to redeem your past and, yeah. and, and don't just hide it and shove it in the closet. Yeah. Um, it was really good. You know, allow him to redeem it. It's gone, but it's not gone. Yeah. Um, you know, you still live in that house and you can allow God to renovate HGTV that joint uh, or that you can joint. live in a dumpy house. <laughs> uh, it is your choice. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Re- it. Refi that thing. Yeah, Come re- on, man. Refi, get all yeah. of God's money, renovate that joint. <laughs> How can we and- spend this thing prosperity? <laughs> Let's go. This is a good plug for my new HGTV show called Renovate That Joint <laughs> where I go in and do a very... Uh, poor job very poor job <laughs> renovating a house. or i do a crappy job myself <laughs> that's so funny uh, <laughs> people might watch that that'd be great it's like have you seen oh, this is probably our best podcast yet <laughs> well i don't know that you would uh, not this is i'm not picking on you but <laughs> listen i make no bones about it reno is not my thing <laughs> no i'm saying it would be like a spoof like if you're into i've been into like bjj videos and stuff like that so if you like look at my instagram feed it's like brazilian jiu-jitsu you know and there's this guy who (laughs) is like a spoof and he he has i don't know if you've seen him he's a black guy and it's like you know he's got these guys like working for him and these videos are like done just like brazilian jiu-jitsu videos or self-defense videos or like cops that uh, is that the guy that does like it's like the self defense training or whatever, and he's like awful, like and ironically, all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you're gonna be that version of it for like home reno. <laughs> you're gonna be like, okay, so you take this hammer, and it's like here's the nail, whack, <laughs> straight you know through the wall. But yeah, honestly though, that's great. just it. Really do be like that. It I don't do be like that. Sometimes. Yeah, there's no way to candy coat it. My wife no. knows. She'll. Comment, babe. Just tell them how bad I am. You're a better mechanic than you are carpenter. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff... The, the, It'd be like, like me trying to work on something. I'm not a mechanic <laughs> at all. Well, I'll work on your car, which may still be a mistake, and you could work on my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not for it, free, of course. Anyway, I think that you're on to something there. Like doing... Yeah. <laughs> you should just like start a home improvement account. I could probably start a very successful TikTok. <laughs> just on that. <laughs> just that. Like just horrible ideas. I think honestly, like it would be fun to do. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm in. in you heard it here time. first. All that spare time we got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, but that was yeah. Listen to that message it's in the description, and then to to kind of tie everything up. Uh, week number four of our Ruth series. Everything comes to a climax. Um, it, maybe you can speak to just kind of putting a bow on that book. Like, what are some of the stuff? <laughs> yeah, that, we're just kind of multitasking here yeah, with the double header conversation. Yeah, I think. Um, Ruth has been a source of encouragement for me mm-hmm. on so many le- on so many letters on so many levels. <laughs> um, I think for me the biggest part of chapter three moving into chapter four is that Ruth and Naomi are not mentioned. You know, they're mentioned, but they're not present, working and doing things in chapter four. It's all about Boaz, and so really what that you know the the narrator what he's trying to do and reveal and show is that when we've done all we can do when we have you know 
put it all out there on the threshing floor, a.k.a. Uh, Ruth was as vulnerable as she could be, as vulnerable as she's ever been put into that, that type of situation. Uh, and you get this real picture that her and Naomi did everything that they could do, and then the Lord, and mm-hmm. then he steps in. The kinsman redeemer, Boaz, not only redeems Ruth, you know, by, you know, essentially taking, excuse me, taking her to be her, his wife, but he also redeems the land. He also uh, allows the name of Elimelech to carry on. And then we also are, are seeing the, the genealogical record that uh, Ruth's son that she has by Boaz is Jesse's dad, David's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's literally put, you know, her, her relationship with Boaz puts her into the, genea- uh, into the genealogical record uh, with, with Jesus. Um, so it, it's just mind blowing to see that when you, if you are in a position where you are doing all that you can do, uh, you don't know what's next. It's okay. Like that's a perfect spot for the Lord to redeem that situation. And maybe it's your past. Maybe it's what we've been talking about yep. with Michael Crawford. Like when we are in those situations, uh, the Lord thrives in the miraculous. He thrives in the supernatural, not in the natural. Um, you know, anybody can do natural stuff, you know, but it's it's him when he brings the, the miracles and the spirit of God shows up. Uh, that's when he takes over. And so I think that maybe, um, you know, maybe you're in, in a certain situation that you're wondering what you're going to do. And maybe you just need to stop and and say, Lord, like I'm turning this thing over. I'm I'm not wondering how I'm going to handle this anymore. I'm ready to see how you're going to handle it. And that's kind of the the chapter four of Ruth when when it closes out. It's like everything that the Lord promised comes to fruition, and all of that was started in Ruth chapter one, verse sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, where she says, "Look, Naomi, where you go, I'm going to go. Uh, your God will be my God." That promise that decision to be decisively loyal to Yahweh, the God of Israel, um, that her sowing into that had incredible, she reaped incredible benefits, eternal benefits, uh, from that. So I think that's just like the story in a nutshell of, of what I really enjoy about chapter four. And there's a lot of other things in there, but, um, that's the general synopsis of it. Yeah. But think about everything that stems from the story. You know, Jesus was both a son of God and a descendant of David. Mm. And David was a product of Ruth's decisive loyalty. Yep. You know what I mean? Like all of it, all of these things, like the, you know, the, the scriptural narrative as we know it, it all roots, <laughs> it finds its Ruth in, uh, in the story <laughs> of Ruth and the fact that she, she chose to be loyal and she yeah. chose to, you know, to be obedient and, and, and trust in the Lord. Yeah. You know, all, all, everything that follows after that is a, is a result of that. Yeah. And, uh, what a, what a great story that, that just displays, uh, great faith, great loyalty and, and so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you haven't listened to that message, it's also linked in the description. Um, and man, you want to tell them where we're going next or you want to leave it as a surprise? Uh, I think we should reward our faithful to reward our listeners. Yeah. (laughs) whoever you are whoever you are yeah we're gonna head to uh the book of habakkuk uh i'm really excited about this there was no like uh and i know some pastors like do a yearly preaching calendar uh and we talked about that but it's just kind of like not our thing um we've got you know really strong ideas of of what's next but we're holding it loosely in the sense that 
you know, if the spirit of God moves us, we're like kind of, we're turning into this like Bapticostal strange thing. Uh, yeah. that we, strange, but not strange fire. Is that a possible, <laughs> is that a possibility? <laughs> anyway, uh, estranged fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, you know, we want to leave some of those things open. I know there's like three books that I have in mind that I'd like to go to next. Um, and I'm kind of reading in those areas, you know, as far as like for my own, uh, walk with the Lord. Um, so I, I think that, you know, there's options of where this thing's headed, but I prayed and I said, Lord, um, I knew I had kind of a bye week if you will, with mm-hmm. Michael Crawford, uh, preaching and, you know, I just prayed, I said, the Holy spirit, tell me where you want, where you want us to go next. And, uh, like instantly, uh, the book of Habakkuk came to mind. And I was telling Cody, I was like, it's just not that that's not a normal name. Um, so I, I really, I felt like, you know, I had affirmation immediately that that's where we needed to head. And that's, so, that's strange. That's gotta be it. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so I paused and, and read the book, you know, just start to finish. It's very small. Uh, and I was like, this is exactly where we need to be. It was just really, really good. So, uh, we're heading into Habakkuk this Sunday and so read ahead and and check it out. You could you could read it in one sitting very quickly. Very quickly. Um, so another small book, Minor Prophet. Really, it's um, read it seven times before <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> but Habakkuk and uh, I think it, uh, Zephaniah, mm-hmm. uh, I think are the two, uh, the pairing there. Uh, and really, all the Minor Prophets are you know you, yeah you the pair twelve them. yeah the t- the twelve hashtag the twelve. Uh, do, did you have you read that that commentary set the twelve? Yeah, that's a, that's a um, that's a set on Logos. I, th- I thought that was interesting. I started um, reading some of that, but it's pretty good. Is the commentary just on the minor prophets as a whole? The twelve. I may have it. That's I know I have. I have one. That, when you well, said the title, that's why I was I was thinking. Oh no, I just shorthand. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think I think um, I think that we'll be blessed by it, and I definitely feel like it's fitting the season that we're in. We're finishing up on Wednesday nights, and maybe this is a, a plug for you if you're local. Um, Wednesday nights have been really neat and unique. Um, yeah. Changing that time to 6.30, we're having a prayer time, a focused prayer time, and then a short Bible study, 30 minutes, uh, which it ends up being typically around 25 minutes, 25 to 30. You have been good on time. Yeah. Trying. If you're watching this and you haven't been coming on Wednesdays because of the time, it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Yeah, it's, it's a we lot better. We are out by 7.30. Yep. Your choice. If you want to stick around and, and chit-chat. Which is unfortunate for me because I was playing Mafia with the kids last night, and I was like, okay, we got to hurry up and get to our small group lesson real quick because I know he's going to be out. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, You can stay in fellowship and hang out, but um, if you need to go, if you need to get the kids home and get get them to bed, it's, yeah. it's an option now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but we've been covering prayer in the beginning a uh, few weeks here of the new year. And so this is going to be a unique perspective on prayer. Uh, you're going to see, you know, a prophet really uh, in in a raw cry to the Lord of disagreement. You know, I, I yeah. think we can use that word um, and, 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 and just see his perspective shift and change about what the Lord is doing um, through really an enemy, you know, an enemy um, nation, Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I think it's going to be very helpful, very good. We're heading into that, um, into that book if you want to read ahead. But we'll probably only cover the first maybe five verses. Uh, I think it's five, um, which is his first initial prayer. Yeah. And then the Lord's response. But mm-hmm. they, they kind of go back and forth, um, the Lord and Habakkuk. 
uh, two different times. And then he kind of like summarizes at the end, not summarizes, but he gives this like song of praise at the end. So it ends really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> it's not always it's a long, dark tunnel with a bright light at the end. Yeah. It's not always your past, right? Uh, the, these themes that the Lord keeps bringing up in our church, um, it, it's just not always a bed of roses. And so we have to learn that the Lord wants to work in that, and he's not avoiding it. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Yeah. So join us on Sunday in person or online, yeah. preferably in person. Preferably. Um, 10 o'clock. Because it's just not the same if you're not. 10 a.m. Yeah. 10 we're going to send out a text and email about that just yeah. to remind you. Um, but, yeah, we're super excited. So thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, God bless you less. We will see you on Sunday and next week. Adios. 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 Thanks so much for tuning in for this conversation on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every conversation we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.